0: What's up, guys? This is Blake from the future. Just wanted to let you know that this is part one of two of a recording session we did on Monday. There was so much to talk about, we had to put it in two parts. So this part one is exclusively about Bruce Weber's resignation and reflecting on his time at K-State. Part two is about the Big 12 tournament, bracketology, women's basketball, as well as some baseball. So be sure to tune into that Wednesday morning uh, when that comes out. Make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening. Shake a Blake 312 on Twitter and uh, enjoy it. All right, John. It's ten twenty in the morning. Uh, it's been eight days Perfect. since we've done an episode. It's been a minute, um, but we're back. We've missed a lot of stuff, John. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot.
1: A lot has happened. It might be one of the more longer episodes, just so we can keep you guys up to up to track on what happened. It's a lot of stuff took took place in the men's basketball program. Uh, great week, great weekend for baseball. Um, women's basketball is in the big dance. A lot of things to talk about.
0: Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. We may have to make this a two-parter. I'm not really sure. We'll just see what happens when we uh, get going. But obviously, John, I think we got to hit on the, uh, the big news that dropped, uh, what, Thursday morning that uh, Bruce <laughs> Weber has resigned as head coach of K-State. Um, obviously, he had the uh, like six-minute thing he did um, the night after the loss to West Virginia, talking about his time at K-State. And, you know, some of, the, some of the stuff calling out KU <laughs> for the FBI thing. And then, you know, obviously had a press conference the day after where, I mean, obviously he's not the head coach of K-State anymore. He can just kind of shoot straight with everybody. Um, he made some really interesting comments there as well. It's, I think the stuff we've been seeing on Twitter, John, is pretty representative of the Bruce Weber era from the perspective of K-State fans. I think there's some people, I don't know if you saw the Kurtz, uh, Man back Derek Young pod, they did on KCSN, but Cole was pretty hard on Bruce Weber, you know, calling him out for you know, like, you know, bashing K state and mentioning that they hadn't had a title in all these years before he came along and talking about how hard it is to recruit at K state and the negativity on social media and things like that. And then you have on the other side, you can of like, I think the Aggieville Cats did a pot. I've listened to part of it. You know, they're kind of defending him and go, I think they're maybe going a little easy on them. I think we try to be somewhere in the middle. Um, there's yeah. definitely a lot of good John, but um I mean, I know Cole Manbeck mentioned that Bruce maybe is pretty insecure about his accomplishments, which I think it's true, but, John, I think it's fairly justified given, especially what, especially if you think about what happened to Illinois, that he didn't get you know, the credit from Illinois fans for what happened there, taking him to the national championship game, but just, you know, it was a very similar thing that it was self-skies. I mean, he's, he's had it tough, John. There's a lot of good, but you have to, you know, I think you have to take the good with the bad.
1: Well, I think that and as well as the three consecutive losing seasons, which on, on K-State standards, K-State fan standards, that's not going to that's not going to cut it with them. So uh, it, it was just time to hang up at uh, his time at K-State uh, came with some of the best times uh, in the program. Two Big 12 regular season championships, uh, an appearance in the Elite Eight, uh, four NBA players, including, a, including three full contracts uh two draft players certainly other accolades as well i mean you're a liar if you say there weren't times over the past 10 years you didn't jump out of your seat and got excitement and sh- showed a lot of enthusiasm over this basketball program um it was just it was just time to uh, hang the hat considering how kind of how mediocre and disappointing this team has been uh, throughout the past few years he was struggling as a coach to find the same success over the past 3 years uh that he was presidented over pre- previously uh that that was that much was clear but it didn't erase uh the success and it, and it never should
0: yeah i mean it's bruce weber's you know he's done a lot for this program even with those three losing seasons the two big 12 titles the elite 8 run i mean I think he, he had it tough from the very beginning, John, you know, with everything that happened with our, you know, the old ID John Curry and Frank Martin and them butting heads. And I know, you know, Frank Martin was sort of a cult of personality that I think K state fans really, you know, were drawn towards, especially with how much, you know, guys like Jacob Pullen really love him. Um, and then to go from Frank Martin who leaves, you know, he kind of gets pushed out because of the, I know Curry, I think wanted a little more of a clean cut guy and that's what he got in Bruce Weber. And I don't think K-State fans really draw to that. And um, I mean, for me personally, John, I don't know how you feel about this, but I mean, I think for a lot of my times, even though I was a stupid, you know, middle schooler and high schooler, I wasn't a huge fan of Bruce Weber during those, you know, middle 2010 years. Even when we, you know, those year before we made the Elite Eight run, you know, in that season, we didn't look that great. Um, We just kind of got a lucky draw playing a 16 seed and stuff and getting to beat Kentucky was really awesome. But I think the fact that we were just never had a very good offense, John really turned me off to Weber as a kid. Cause obviously that's what, I mean, that's what a lot of fans, even, you know, to this day, still to look for, I mean, I was talking to you about this earlier. We never had a top 200 offense ever. The best offense we had was 132nd in terms of uh, points per game. And uh, I mean, it was, it was, Weber's first year. So you could argue that it wasn't his guys, you know, or whatever. His, the defense was always there, John. We pretty much had a top 100 defense every year, except for the last two years, including number four in 2018 19, which is obviously extremely respectable. Which is why, I mean, it'd be nice if Weber could just be an assistant coach, teach them the defense, and then we get somebody in there to, to teach the offense. But I mean, especially for me personally, you know, being from Newton and being close to Wichita and going to Charles Cook Arena to watch uh, Greg Marshall's Wichita State team, especially those 2013 14 years when they were really hitting their stride and their offense was just so fluid and they had some really, you know, they could get easy baskets, whatever they wanted. It was, I was really jealous. I was really jealous because I think even, I think every single part of the 10 years, it just did not look good. The defense was always there, but I think that's, that's another reason that really he maybe not uh, gotten a fair shake from the fans.
1: Well, I think in particularly this year where the defense was just not at where a typical Bruce Weber defense was uh, compared to years past. I, I just hope that people looking in from the outside as well as looking in from uh, within the program realize that there are a great number of fans and supporters of the basketball team that don't despise Bruce Weber by all means. Uh, I, I've been able to appreciate what he was able to do, despite what we were thought he wasn't especially great at at, at first. Uh, and for many of us, we highly appreciate the fact that he was able to do those things without the underhanded tactics, without flouting or skirting the rules, without openly cheating. Compared to some of the other schools uh, across the country, uh, what Weber did the Weber did some of the stuff the right way, and there was no question our program has been squeaky clean about it the last ten years. Uh, we we should we should be proud of it. However, at a certain time, and but the, there came a certain time, and the decision was made uh, for it to be uh, back on Thursday, and uh, that the struggling was not bearable to watch anymore. Uh, us fans grew weary of having our hearts ripped away day in and day out, having to be to the cardiologist yeah. uh, a million times this season. Uh, the team just couldn't couldn't quite get there, and it's just kind of been it's just kind of been the it's kind of a theme over the past few years. K State has been able to compete, but they've never been able to uh, win against some of these teams, except for last year, which was uh, it, it was just a difficult year with for, COVID and everything for- else.
0: For a lot of reasons. I think any coach that would have been a rebuild year, really, with how young we were and everything like that. I mean, I, I think part of the reason, too, is just that Frank Martin revitalized K-State basketball after some after decades of struggling. And I think, Bruce Weber, you could say he continued that. I think we're still in an era where basketball is still can be good at K-State after everything yeah. we've had.
1: I I think. Oh, I think I started previously with Bob Huggins, who That's was true, yeah. there. Who was there? I think for one, one or two years. He was. He, it was uh, coaches like him and Frank Martin that got the fans uh, rallied behind him. He was just an. He was just. Uh, he was just the type of guy that would get get everybody really going after he's uh, yelling, yelling from here and there and everywhere, uh, getting getting. Very mad all, all on the court as well. It, it's just some of the things that that made Case State basketball great back then. And Bruce Weber, well, while well nothing by no means he's he's none about. Uh, he 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 at times he, he just kind of I don't know. It's it's kind of it, I think what we were just talking about earlier. Uh, earlier. Uh, during the season we we just haven't been delivering on the fan excitement overall. I mean, we had to promote really hard to try to get uh, students, I mean, even fans overall to get to go to the games. It was just kind of a rough look overall. Uh, besides the Marquette and KU basketball games, it was not really uh, as much anticipation uh, for a lot of these games. And I think part of that is just because um, the, amount, the amount of times K-State fans have had to go through kind of watching the product on the court.
0: Yeah, I mean, ticket sales were at an all-time low this year for all, all 10 years at Bruce Weber's uh, – during his 10 years at K-State. But, I mean, John, yeah, you have to, yeah, I think you hit it – you know, he, he won two Big 12 championships the right way, which I think is really respectable. I mean, I think if you're one of those FBI teams, just be like, yeah, we cheated. Every other team cheats. We doesn't take away that we won a bunch of basketball games. But, you know, that's what – they can do whatever – they can do whatever they, well, they want to do.
1: But uh, if you're LSU, it does take away your head coach. Yeah. We're just waiting on. We're just waiting on Bill Self to finally, uh, say goodbye get, to uh,
0: get his life penalty,
1: get his light, get the life penalty, uh, for KU to get the death penalty. Uh, I mean, it won't happen, but man, that'd be the that'd be the greatest thing <laughs> in the world. But
0: oh man, the next if we ha- that happened the next KU game. Oh, can you imagine the chance? Oh my goodness!
1: Uh, oh man. my
0: goodness! I mean
1: I I, th- I, got, I got something to say about that uh later on, but okay. But um it was uh, I it it was just time. we a lot of fans kind of knew if the writing was on the wall, it was it was pretty much set in stone. If K State wasn't gonna make the tournament this year, um then been, been uh not not even not even the NIT would be uh a clear cut for uh K State fans as well because um, they, they certainly won't accept an NI, NIT bed to keep Coach Weber for another year or so. Uh, yeah. it, it, was, it was just time to say farewell, Blake. But
0: yeah, it, I, th- I mean, Weber technically resigned, right? But I think the writing was on the wall. I mean, I know Gene Taylor talked with Bruce. I think they both knew that just it was time. You know, you have three losing seasons like that. I think it's an interesting conversation if we get a few games to go our way. Um, you know, maybe we beat, we beat KU. Maybe we don't lose six games in a row to end the season. We make the tournament barely. I mean, is he still gone after that? Probably, especially wouldn't be, wouldn't be that high of a seed, but I mean, you know, you can't change the past and what's happened has happened, but I think John, maybe we can get a little bit more big picture with the legacy. You can go ahead.
1: There's just a lot of what ifs overall we, oh my we gosh. Mentioned countless times on this show. What if we were able to beat KU, maybe let you just dominate the boards. Uh, what if what if we want some of these past few games, such as TCU at home, in which but when we kind of which we blew the big lead, uh,
0: West Virginia early on blowing the seventeen yeah, what, point lead.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, what else? Iowa State at home. So many. Home state on the road, just a lot, so many, just a lot. And I and I think uh, going back to the offensive part, Bruce Weber. I'm going to, I'm going to criticize one thing. He has just not been able to coach uh, during late game situations. Uh, I, I oh my goodness. It, it, we, Here. we've, we've seen this, we've, we've seen this a lot during the Bruce Weber era. And I mean, this, this year shows it probably the most, uh, compared to anything else. Like we talk about some of the past games in which K-State did not manage to, uh, play well, uh, down the stretch offensively. Um, with the games like LaSalle where uh what I think Jordan Henriquez tried to drive it inside, didn't go, and LaSalle won the won the won the game. And then uh going to UC Irvine. Yeah, uh, Perry Barry Brown. Down,
0: Yeah Barry Brown,
1: uh, I think threw the ball out of bounds. Uh I think that's right. I well, I mean, be-
0: I I was just gonna say, John, I mean, he picks up two fouls early in the first half. He doesn't play at all for the rest of the first half, which is classic Bruce Weber. So I, you know, which It's a coaching strategy, you know, but I mean, I think you also think of the KU game, um, what year was that? 2018 or 2019 on the road, we had the chance to win. We couldn't, we took a terrible shot at the last second. It's just, it's been very frustrating, John, but um, I was just going to make the point. I think Bruce Weber is going to age pretty well. Um, If you just go on to K-State and look at his numbers, I mean, he has the third most wins, Mm -hmm. you know, 11th best winning percentage. He has the second most winningest team in K-State history, the 2012-13 team with 27 wins. He has the, you know, tied for third winning his team as well. He has the third most NCAA tournament appearances. I think if, you know, 10-year-olds in, you know, 20 years from now go onto this website and look up these numbers, can be like, oh, this guy, you know, two big 12 titles and elite eight run. Like he was a pretty good coach, but I think people won't remember is like, you know, the Marcus Foster years and, you know, him having to transfer. Cause what he put, what did he do? Did he post a picture of him like, Drinking on Facebook or something.
1: It well, was... I knew that, and then there was also. Was it was it that I I could have sworn I was like that. Else, but I I I could be wrong. But um, there was also just a lot of roster tur- turmoil. Uh, as well, I mean, after, the year uh, after we won the Big Twelve championship, when K State was pretty much facing the down year, they really had a roster turmoil with many players transferring.
0: Yeah. Cartier Jarron. Yeah.
1: And then just getting a lot of new guys in, especially this year with the likes of Mark Smith, Marquise Noel, Ishmasu coming in from uh, Dejuan Gordon. I mean, we've, we've seen, uh, players in the past, uh, become more successful at these type of programs. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, even Angel Rodriguez, I mean, after the 2012, 13 team, he went to Miami and he crushed it. He was scoring I think, like crazy.
1: I think, I think part of that was more of homesickness since it, since he was, uh, uh, near, I think was a Puerto Rico. Right. Probably. Yeah, I'm Puerto, not hundred percent sure, but not, but, um, you look at some of the players, Austin Trice, uh, leading Old Dominion, uh, he, he's he been one of our top scorers this season. Uh, Joe Petrakis, uh, he's leading Western Carolina to, he, he led Western Carolina to a fairly successful season as well. Um, so I've, I've been part of that as well for uh, part of a criticism that I'm kind of questioning as well as the, the, the performances in the paint. I don't think we've had a successful player in the paint uh since thomas gibson uh back back in the Mm. back in the early days Uh, i mean i mean dj johnson and um mccall may we they were serviceable but not to the one (laughs) not to the point in which k-state fans were uh we're not not thinking like oh man this guy's gonna yeah. do some massive damage inside the paint yeah and,
0: and the one game of Davion Bradford against Baylor in the tournament last, uh, a couple of years ago but I uh, I mean yeah you're I mean you're totally in, right the...
1: in case in Casey Ziegou, he was shredding it during non conference play he yeah. just he just cannot contend with with anybody else in the Big Twelve right then.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people are talking about hitting the portal for a big, you know, we really hope we can do that. You know, there's a ton of stuff to figure out, obviously, in the offseason. I mean, John, I think, you know, if we could mention a few favorite Bruce Weber memories, obviously the two Big 12 championships, you know, those were obviously, especially the 2018-19 one. I think one thing to remember is we broke KU's conference uh, regular season title streak. I think that's another huge thing to remember as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know I don't I know for KU fan's sakes they're going to, uh they're just going to harsh out K State basketball like, case like KU football is when we compare us to them, uh but he is the guy that, that snapped a fourteen game uh, fourteen season championship streak that KU had, uh that they were just floating around uh very self inflicted, yeah uh, as always but uh you can't forget about that um you, what there's how, the
0: there's the what was it what your 20 was it 2013 we beat ku and you have thomas gibson getting up on the media table and like going to the crowd and stuff that was always really cool
1: yeah and maybe- kansas state upsets the jayhawks
0: and the student body takes the court doesn't collapse holly take it away holly
1: good luck dear And that's what we did. We competed for 40 minutes, and this is what happened. And you also got the Kentucky win. Um,
0: was Rodney Magruder's uh, last second win against Baylor? Was that, that was that, a good one. That was yeah, that 2012, 2013? Magruder off in time. Got it! And Kansas
1: State stuns Baylor. Yeah, that was a big one. If K-State lost that one, K-State could have probably been – they might have not won the Big 12 uh, – yeah. Uh, yeah, Big 12 title that year, but that was a big shot. I mean, you you fast forward to uh, the Barry Brown Day, Barry Brown, Dean Wade, Kamala Stoke days, where uh, the drive to the hoop uh, against Kentucky, that, that was a great memory. Confusion. Oh! Barry Brown taking it on Gildas Alexander. Oh! And he scores!
0: Are you kidding? In amongst the trees. They oh! go. Alexander will foul yet, and
1: here's gilders alexander for three no it's over kansas state,
0: kansas state has upset kentucky
1: kansas state to the elite eight
0: yeah and to make it to the elite eight without dean wade i mean without that's dean really wade. impressive
1: that's re- whoa, whoa. can
0: you imagine oh my God. More what ifs. I mean, More he, what he,
1: ifs. In the Kentucky game, Dean, well, actually, Dean Wade was limited as well. Yeah. I mean, that, that was probably the best game I've ever seen McCall May Weem play uh, from a K State fan's uh, standard. Uh, Xavier Sneed was also doing well. In, yeah, in I the mean, tournament that year.
0: You have Mike McGurl. What do you have? Do you have 18 against Creighton in that first game, which I mean, really helped us get the win there?
1: Including a three pointer, uh including a, a four-point play in which yeah. he shot a fadeaway three and Marcus Foster fouled him and k State State fans just let lot of let it have him right yeah. there. He made he made the shot. Uh Mar- Marcus Foster turns around to the K-State to the state fans and they were just all <laughs> over him. It was it was, oh my it gosh. was awesome. But uh but there was a lot of great memories, Blake. And um uh, the Jaro think,
0: windmill obviously he's got it ball out front stolen by Jota he will take it down and stop it he steps it wow he's got eight Kansas State leads 69-61
1: that windmill I, I think just I think just to sum it up don't be don't be happy that uh don't be glad that it's now over be glad that it's that it happened yeah um because while 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 there's a lot of people that are just gonna uh just go go all over i mean there's a there's a lot of toxic fan bases everywhere and i mean k-state has a lot of them as well i think you cannot you cannot take away the fact uh of the accomplishments bruce weber and and his coaching staff have made uh, a port uh into k-state for the last last 10 years it was just uh last three years just didn't cut it as uh when you have the three worst losing seasons in the k-state history it's just not gonna cut it's not it gonna in. cut it it's just just that's a in, in the in the book like no more chapters you just had to flip it and on to next uh next what is it next edition next version yeah sure like that.
0: yeah uh, i just want to hit on one more thing you know in that uh final press conference bruce did um, you know, he talked about the negativity on social media and that, you know, he wouldn't want to put, let recruits go to, so, you know, use the social media, um, you know, because of the toxic a state fans. He said it was the only program he's had to do it for. Well, yeah, like, no, no doubt, Bruce. Like you've been here since 2012. Like Twitter wasn't, I mean, John Kurtz made this Twitter wasn't really what it was in 2012, you know, before when he yeah. was at Illinois. So I think that's a totally moot point to make really. And I think. I mean, you know, I think every fan base has toxicity problems. I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, oh. every, every fan base is like that, really. I don't think K-State is alone. We're not, you know, just like the, It's. I think that's a totally absurd thing to say. And I, I mean, think that's disingenuous to, to like, ex, you know, act like K-State's the only place where this happens.
1: I mean, I know, I know K-State, Oh, oh I know there's a lot of toxic fans at K-State who, oh, and which I think even then, like, you could, like. Come on, like, get, give him a proper farewell. He's done a lot for the program. But they're just not going to give you a lot of grace at the end. And uh, they'll, they'll be kind of dancing on their grave is what they say uh, at times. Uh, you're going to see that with a lot of programs. Um, I mean, Texas football right now, with the way uh, the, their program is, Nebraska. Oh, man, Nebraska. It's pretty much a self-image issue on their Twitter Uh but for the ones I want to keep, Scott Frost, because well, Scott Frost is a Nebraska man. He's played for the Huskers in the '90s, uh, and then there's also ones that just say get him out like AS- asap. But I don't know. It, it's just social media. has just become a different breed. Uh, oh, uh, since since pretty much the 2010s, it's just it's just. I mean, you're you'll you'll get some great people from social media uh you'll get some bad people from social media it's just really how it works
0: it's just a responsibility you have to take on now as a player and a coach in the modern age of basketball it's just what it is you know you're going to have to deal with the negativity you're going to have to deal you know there's going to be times when people will praise you they're going to hate on you that's just how it is that's just how it is exactly. i mean you know people i mean maybe bruce didn't get as much credit for his success as he thought he should but you know it's it just is what it is and you have to have the confidence in yourself to do it so i mean you know, John, I think if we could move on to the kind of the search for a new coach, this is a, like this is really <laughs> we're, we're going to get to that. But I mean, this is a really important era. We're not looking to go back to, you know, we're in, we don't want to go back to the Woolridge Asbury days of just constantly losing. You know, we've had three losing seasons in a row. We want to continue the good basketball and we don't want to just continue to, you know, keep going downhill. We need somebody who's going to turn it around. Which, uh, if you've been following us on Twitter, we were momentarily an Illinois podcast, uh, representing the line Illini, oh, and right.
1: um,
0: I mean that that was a great time on Twitter. There's some seriously great K-State Twitter is just peaking right now. Um, Twitter,
1: yeah, Twitter for me, I was at my ultimate peak uh, right then. I, uh, I I had one of my senior day, senior uh, senior picture photos um, in purple. I took out the. I took out the purple and I just, uh, <laughs> inverted it, inverted the orange orange right there. And I, I just, I was just letting Illinois fans have it, but I. Oh. I <laughs> it's,
0: it's too good. Yeah. If you don't know, I mean, we're really uh, looks trying to eye Brad Underwood, the head coach of Illinois right now, who's won back-to-back big 10 regular season titles. He's a four seed in the tournament right now. They were the one seed last year what they lost in the second round of somebody, but, um, I mean, if his buyout is at the moment, $7 million, but he just got a contract extension, which will probably make it more than that. But I mean, Johnny played under Jack Harwin at K-State. He was an assistant during the um, the re- the rebirth era under Frank Martin. And I know Cole Manbeck mentioned this on their podcast that, I mean, I think, you know, uh, Brad Underwood is, is a K-Stater at heart. He's from McPherson. And I think he really, I mean, I think he understands the importance of what he did, Rebuilding K State basketball, and I know he mentioned Cole Manbeck mentioned that when he interviewed him, he was getting choked up about you know, um, rebuilding K State basketball. So I think he's a K State at heart. I think he re- I think he would love to be the head coach of K State. I mean, obviously there's the kind of the the answer he gave today about the head coaching rumors that it was kind of a people are calling it a non denial answer. Maybe we're just drinking the the Kool Aid, John. But I mean, I think Brad Underwood is the, at the top of everybody's list, and I think he's a guy who could put 13,500 people into Bramblage every single night.
1: He's he's pretty much been the uh one, he's he's been the guy. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I mean, we've heard we heard some other names, but Brad Underwood, he's just he's just the guy, but one that pretty much uh has K State like he is he pretty much K State basketball all around. He just didn't get his head coaching opportunity, in which I thought he should when John Curry was. The athletic director, but um, right now, Underwood seems pretty happy at Illinois, has an extremely large buyout you mentioned, he has a very impressive contract with Illinois, Uh, we'll see how they do when the NCAA tournament coming up, Uh, even if K-State wanted him, would he be willing so quickly to leave the success and build uh, build, uh, for another challenging Big 12 job? Uh, It's The higher bet would bring the most excitement to the program, a lot. It would, but it might not be worth up the millions, uh, be, because there's a lot of factors you're taking in uh, to consideration. You're not only gonna have to pay for him, uh, you're, you're also gonna have to look at some of the other stuff, such as, boy, where do I even begin? Um,
0: <laughs> Illinois is definitely not gonna to want to give him up. That's for sure. Illinois is
1: not gonna let him, not gonna give him up. Uh, you also have to really put into consideration that well. Football is the primary is the, is what K State runs deep through uh, when it comes to when it comes to the budgets. So clearly, football is going to have a higher priority when it comes to money. Basketball is not going to get as much as many people want it to be uh, if Brad Underwood does come. So I think I think for K State, if I'm Gene Taylor, especially, I'd make the call and make him say no like just start like being be sure you like if you don't want any hatred uh, coming from the fans or a lot of criticism coming from the fans uh just start make brad Underwood your first call if he if he if he says yes to it i'd be amazing if he says no uh then then he then you just be satisfied that that um and probably just point out that Brad Underwood was the first guy uh, that you got into contact with um, in which that way the K-State fans will get a little more accepting into into that part. So, I don't know. I, I honestly don't, don't know about Brad Underwood. He still has to do some stuff over at Illinois. Um, we're just going to have to do a lot of stuff on our part as well. It's, it's pretty much a waiting game from a fan's perspective but a lot it, of good memes as well. A lot, a lot of, of good memes on Twitter.
0: It could not have been better that they had lost to Indiana in the in the, in the mean, first round of their tournament. That was just too perfect. Too perfect.
1: It was it was it was hilarious. I got 47 likes uh when i when i said Serious, seriously Brad, this is march i mean we, we why do we always go home embarrassed it's time for it's time for a new coach i mean
0: yeah illinois fans listen us illinois fans are just we're fed up with it years and up. years and years john How can
1: we never reach the ultimate peak of going to a final <sighs> four like bruce weber did <laughs> out of all the, out of all the coaches
0: which is <laughs> the, they're just jealous of the success we've had Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, Illinois could offer, you know, um, Brad Underwood more money as a counter. I don't know if Brad Underwood wants to come to K-State. I don't think it would be about the money. It'd just be the opportunity to, you know, coach for a school that he cares about a lot, obviously. I think we have to, you know, put the ball in his court. We're going to call him and make the offer. We can offer him close to four mil,
1: maybe. It's like if it's like Chris Beer going to Texas, except without the money factor. If money yeah. didn't play too big of a factor, uh, he he may stay at Texas. But he 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 was he was he was a Texas Longhorn growing up. Um, so uh, hopefully hopefully the best the best uh, best way to end your end your journey is. Uh, coming back home uh, overall. You're also going to have to go through a lot of challenges for K-State just overall when it comes to the coaching carousel as well because there's a lot of jobs opening up. Yeah. Uh, with such, of, per- such
0: prestigious jobs as Missouri, right, John? Oh, just such right. a prestigious program.
1: That's right. Missouri definitely has four <laughs> final fours, elite eight runs, sweet 16s conference. Oh, wait a minute. No, <laughs> <K-State has laughs> no, four they don't. Fours. Missouri doesn't. K-State has 13, Missouri has five k-state has 17 sweet 16 appearances that's actually pretty good missouri has seven and k-state has more conference championships 19 to 15 i mean that that was just the most why, why do you yeah why do you even need a like besides besides like considering how isolated manhattan is a little bit i mean k-state has more of a basketball success for missouri so
0: it's absurd
1: I don't know I mean, if it's just like a flagship thing or is, or it's like, okay, you'll, you'll only play against KU once now that you're in a different conference. Uh, I don't know. You, you also have to go for some other, you also have to go through some pretty good school schools as well. Who's also had some recent success such as Maryland uh, Louisville uh, who else LSU. Yeah. Uh, as well. They've been, they were really good until now, but the NCAA is probably going to get up on them pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, man, Georgia.
0: Georgia. Oh, man.
1: Georgia, Georgia. Georgia. Oh, my goodness. They, this this happened prior to Selection Sunday. They, they hire, out of all the candidates, one of the most mediocre coaches in college basketball, Mike White out of Florida. Which... <laughs> I was like, out of all the options, out of all the options, there was like some outside talk about Scott Drew possibly going to Georgia, but that never happened. But really, I mean, Georgia could have done so much better. They have the money to do it. They got the fan support to do it, but they're pretty much just rolling in their own grave at this point.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially to do it so fast. I mean, just to turn it around that quickly when you, there's still plenty of fish in the sea out there for you to, you know, consider your options. It just, it seems like a weird decision. I don't know. Maybe they're under a lot of pressure. I mean, I don't know the, the extraneous factors. So, um, I mean, John, so if we can't get Brad Underwood, which if we did, Oh my gosh, John, oh my if God. we get Brad Underwood, open up Bramlage dance party, just throw it just We'd put, have to, on, put, yeah. put on sandstorm. We'd have to, uh...
1: We'd have to throw a parade. Like, yeah. honestly, we have to throw a parade, uh, through, through points Avenue in Manhattan. Oh my gosh.
0: That'd be so great. But John, if we don't manage to get Brad Underwood, who's your number two guy?
1: I would, At first, I was going to go Grant McCaslin until I saw the conference USA championship when the Wedge only scored 36 against Louisiana tank. I, I think he is a possibility, but I don't think, uh, he's going to be in the top three. Now I think that he kind of ran his, ran his course a little too much, uh, in that, uh, in the tournament Conference USA tournament. Uh, I'm going to go Jerome Tang out of Baylor. Clearly most of Baylor's rise to the high ranks of college basketball really goes to Scott Drew, uh, for the most part, but Tang has played a certain role in everything that's transpired in Baylor the last two decades accumulating in last year's national championship. Much of, uh, much, Excuse me. <laughs> uh, much like how Tommy Lloyd took over Arizona uh, in the post-offseason, perhaps it's time for Tang to run his own program. Uh, he's he's certainly very familiar with the Big Twelve. I mean, seen K-State uh, up close to dozens of games over the ni- last nineteen years. Uh, Tang could be the type of coach to take for, uh, to take K-State to the next level. Plus, it would plus hiring him would likely weaken Baylor a little bit. So. It could be a win-win for K-State.
0: Yeah, I mean, what he's been with uh, Scott Drew since 2003. I mean, he's been with him the entire way. Obviously, Baylor's had their share of success, and I think, and I think he's probably ready for a coaching job. And I think to get a you know a job like K-State, I think it's something that he would definitely be interested in doing. I mean, you obviously, yeah, you mentioned Grant McCasland. I've heard Chris Mack, who's just got fired at <laughs> Louisville, go around a little bit. Nico think- Medved at Colorado State.
1: I don't. I think Nico Medved. Medved. Um, I think. I think you probably have to scratch scratch him off the list now. He's yeah. got a contract extension at Colorado State, so I don't think that's going to be a possibility. I think Chris Matt could be a legitimate possibility with how well he's done at Xavier. A lot of um, 500 plus win seasons uh, for the Musketeers. Uh, then he tried his magic at Louisville, and I, I think personally he just kind of gone to Louisville at the wrong time considering how many NCAA situations they were facing. And I don't know, Just it was just all pretty messy over there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm reading this ESPN article that they both agreed the sides were too toxic for Mac to continue, which I guess is sort of a red flag if you're looking to hire him as a coach. But obviously, you can't deny the success he's had at Xavier, um, which really, you know, I think helps add to it. Um, I know we're well, looking at the Murray State head coach, Matt McMahon who obviously, I mean, he coached John Moran, he's 30 and two this season. He's had a ton of success at a mid-major, you know, we're looking, you know, there's, there's a decent amount of really good mid-major coaches that you're looking, you know, could be looking for that, um that next step up to, you know, the best conference in college basketball.
1: I think if K-State is kind of choosing to go on a similar route, kind of like to what Bruce Weber did, but maybe not to, maybe not to the point where there's a lot of fans just like bashing on him. Overall, I think K-State could play a run at Mark Turgeon, the former head coach of Maryland. Uh, If Turgeon Turgeon was the hire for K-State, what what could be concerned about what they were doing exactly, uh, well, what they did 10 years ago, settling uh, for a retread hire. Yeah. Uh, But Turgeon has had a lot of basketball success, and more particular uh, in the state of Kansas. He played under Larry Brown at KU and was a – It was uh, was a key part when the program won a national title in 1988. Uh, He's been a head coach at four different different Division I schools with Jacksonville State, Wichita State. He led the Shockers to a Sweet 16, uh, taking Texas A&M to four straight NCAA tournament appearances. Uh, He's coming off 10 and a half years at solid work at Maryland, leading the Terps uh, into the Big Ten. And really being a consistent contender, he just didn't get the job done. Uh, especially in the NCAA tournament, which that might also be a red flag as well. Uh, Turgent is from KU. Uh, he had arguably his most consistent success uh, with Texas A&M, the Big 12. Uh, his time in Maryland didn't end with great, with great success, but Turgent could honestly do some great things Like. That- for a program like K-State, if he could turn Maryland into, into a big ten, champion just two seasons ago, he could definitely bring glory back uh, to his home state, even if it's a program raggling his alma mater. Uh, I, I, that's just one. I that's just one. I would um, that that'd be one bet. I I'd probably say he's probably uh, number three on my on my list. If anybody,
0: yeah, yeah I definitely wouldn't be a bad hire. I mean, he's obviously he's a Topeka native. You know, we went to KU, so that there's an obvious connection there. I think the thing is, like, he's fifty-seven, and yeah. I don't know. Well, I think we're we may well, so, looking.
1: For, well, so is Brad Underwood too. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. I guess, but I, he, there's just a little bit more hype around. I just think we're kind of looking for him, like yeah. a something not as. I just feel like that would be a really mediocre hire, just for me personally. I
1: think. I think, I think overall, for I think what you're looking for, and I think what a lot of K-State fans are looking for is the type of guy that just brings the energy and enthusiasm onto the core and gets his guys uh, ready to go every single game. That's kind of like a
0: a brand. I mean, I don't know. Bruce Weber was just kind of, I mean, I think everybody liked playing for Bruce Weber, but he just didn't seem to, I mean, (laughs) some of the Bruce Weber slow starts were a signature of the, you know, his 10 years. It just didn't feel like he was
1: slow starts or
0: slow slow, starts to the entire season. I mean, not just uh, individual games.
1: For uh losses that re- <laughs> that come from 15 point comebacks all of a sudden that we're talking about uh, which i don't want to be reminded of that, of that because that clearly shows that i have ptsd but uh, yeah but i'm 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 looking forward to seeing what case can what gene taylor can do especially um for up the coaching carousel there's also there's a lot of great names i think tim jinkovic out of smu was another good option as well uh they fell short of an ncaa tournament but he led smu to a pretty good season as well um uh what else that 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 might be one of one of my other considerations maybe dana ford out of missouri state darian de break maybe going to the missouri valley a little bit possibly there's just a lot of options all around and i'm sure uh, if they were. If the coach was going to call, I'm sure b- they'd be ready to take the opportunity, especially at a great program, at a historically proud program like K-State. And which, honestly, uh, even uh, going back to the Bruce Weber conference, he did mention how much K-State lacks, uh, in terms of, uh, like in uh, terms of recognizing uh, some of the history within the program. Uh, which, yeah. If we want to talk about that a little bit as well, we can do that. But uh, I, th- I think K State overall is is a fantastic is a fantastic basketball atmosphere. It's it's not Kansas. It, I, it's not Kansas. They'll never be Kansas. Well, maybe until the NCAA comes up on them. But <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a it's a program that yeah. they can be proud of, uh, and, a, and a program that they can get behind when when they're when they're doing. Uh, when they have some str- strong success
0: yeah I mean there's no point in trying to be KU I mean they're a blue bud absolute dynasty in, in basketball and everything they've done is extremely uh, commendable but I mean I think yeah Bruce is definitely right in a point to mention I mean it's been a while since somebody's name has been hanged up in the rafters you know mm-hmm. Jacob Pollan's name isn't in the rafters Michael Beasley's name is in the rafters who knows how long it'll take for Barry Brown and Dean Wade to get up there you know if they do I mean who's the last Who's the last guy to get put up? Mitch Richmond? <laughs> I honestly have no clue. I
1: think I think Brzycapone as well. There was just been some time constraints as well because he wanted a. I think a lot of people, uh, I think like everybody on the team to.
0: Yeah, and he wanted Martin there too.
1: Yeah, he wanted Martin to be there as well. That was just not not gonna work. Um, maybe maybe we'll see what happens because he he's kind of seeing his final years at South Carolina as well. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, we talk a lot about the history of K-State football with the, you know, it's a, it's a great story with all the struggles we've had and then the turnaround with Bill Snyder, but this basketball team has a ton of history. I mean, you know, tech's winner was in the last dance.
1: Like uh, um, you mentioned, you mentioned like the the football team, they were low. They were really low in the, in the late eighties. Um, but if there was not, if, if there was a sporting event that they'd go to, uh, to hide away the football shame it'd be going to the basketball games and seeing a seeing a really competitive k state team uh they've also shared a lot of final four experiences back in the uh back in the early 50s early 60s um what with, with the likes of um uh what's his name ernie barrett mr k state yeah uh, just a lot of just a lot of great names um overall text winner as well uh just a lot of historically good names uh, for for K State. My only my only concern, and this is kind of ha- this is kind of a trend for K State sports overall. It kind of seems like we're we're kind of a bridesmaid when it comes to like when the coaches leave K State, they see a lot more success. We see Bob, we seem the likes of Bob Stoops becoming successful. Uh, we've seen the likes of Dana Altman, Lon Kruger. I mean, heck, we're seeing Brad Underwood right, right, right in front of our eyes lead Illinois to a Big Ten championship. So, I, I think in terms of the money situation, uh, that that's one part I'd worry about if I was K State because if there's not a guy that's if that's loyal and that could be looking for somewhere else to go, um, that could really that could really potentially open a gate uh, in terms of. Uh, bringing in some more successful guys into the program. I mean, we also saw Frank Martin lead South Carolina to a Final Four a, a few years back. So uh, I'm not sure. Uh, that, that was kind of a that was just kind of a shot. I, I just <laughs> kind of took right there. I, I don't know why. No, but... that's no, that's I, a
0: really interesting point. That you know, we I mean, the coaching tree that we've we've had in football and basketball is extremely impressive. Not to mention Brent Venables, who's obviously you know yeah. it was a one of the best defensive coordinators in the entire country at Clemson and now is a primetime job at Oklahoma and we'll mm-hmm. see what he does with it but His
1: Big 12 game is against K-State how fitting
0: oh man that'll be too much fun but yeah i i, I can't really explain that john it's, it's it's kind of a weird thing that we just keep letting have these all these people leave and just have more success i, I don't really know what to say cuz
1: well, I think, well, on football, well, on the football perspective, it's, well, Bill Snyder has been really big, a prime example when it comes to leading some of the coaches that we have now to to being successful. I think, I think for football, that's pretty easy, easily explained, but. Yeah. uh Basketball, like you, you, you just kind of see some of these uh, coaches go. Dan Alman, Dan I think he, he left, he, he resigned from K-State. He led Oregon to to a, to a lot of great seasons um what else and we uh, only had
0: huggins for one year before he yeah, just left we had,
1: uh, yeah we had bob huggins one year and he's doing fantastic things at west virginia he did some great things over in uh cincinnati and cincinnati as well before he went to k-state uh for that one year as well so. he was
0: definitely an established head coach before you know obviously coming to k-state and then going to west virginia
1: yeah well, so. yeah i mean yeah, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, K-State is absolutely a, the the place to be for a – you know, we had Draymond Green on Twitter coming out and calling out the K-State, you know, a coaching position. So, I mean, you know, this is a job that has a lot of history, and I think a lot of people should want to be in the Big 12, to go up against really good teams, um, and to, you know, win conference championships. I mean, this is absolutely the place you want to be. You know, the obviously the fans are absolutely bonkers, but mm-hmm. – <laughs> I mean, we, we show up, we you know, good,
1: the, we got a good, uh, we got a good, we got a good, um, look at that this, this weekend uh, and probably more this week.
0: Yeah. I mean, John Kurtz continues to put out the hard hitting investigative journalism that K-State JMC taught him so well, you know, especially, just
1: like, <laughs> especially with the memes, man. Oh
0: man. man. And then Mike Smith, I, don't, I think it was his name on Twitter when he drew the, the picture of like <laughs> of him Dude, and Brad that's... Underwood at Tanner's or something.
1: Dude, that was so funny! Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> I mean, we're peaking. We're peaking right I, now, John. I don't.
1: I just, I just, I just lost it right, right then. Out, just a doodle right there. <laughs> I think that's saves for the life of me.
0: It was so funny. Well, I mean, John, I think this is actually going to be – we're going to move pretty fast. I mean, Gene Taylor said he wants to be close or make a hire by the Final Four, which is early April. So I mean, we could be a few weeks away from talking about who the next coach. For K state is going to be. And I, I mean, again, we don't want to be, we're coming off three losing seasons. We're looking to turn it around. And I think this, if, if we can keep the squad together, they're going to be peaking next year. Nigel Pack is going to be a junior. We get Marquise Noel and Ishmael back. If we get a big out of the transfer portal, I mean, this team could do some real damage in the conference play. So.
1: And you also this bring is, in this is, some strong phys, phys, physicality from Selton Miguel as well. So, um, Oh, you're also bringing in Taj Manning uh, out of recruiting as well if he decides to stay committed to k State. So um that's another thing too. there's a, if a lot of if, if a players do remain committed to a program, regardless of the head coach, this team could go a long way. this This team could really go a long way. I think last year, k State was almost there. They just kind of they just kind of they just kind of get a few final pieces together, which inevitably set them, Kind of a kind of back to uh the early part of the big 12 season, but um, this this program, this team could go a long way, yeah. They, I mean, it could really go a long way.
0: I mean, it could be the next you know, the next 10 years of K State basketball, their fate could be decided in these few a couple of weeks in the hands of Gene Taylor. I mean, Cole put it best if, if we get Brad Underwood, build Gene a statue, he's already yeah. done some great things. If you can get Brad Underwood, get him.
1: And that might be one thing as well. I need to keep track. I mean, I need to point out, you know, the amount of facility works we've been putting, uh, the amount of dedication we put into our facilities. With the Shamrock Zone as of late, uh, the new volleyball arena being made. My opinion is this: after all those facilities are are complete, maybe do a little bit of flourishing on the east on the east side of the football stadium, and maybe Bramwich as well. But after that. Cut it with the facility plans because I think K State has now proven that they are a Power Five school when it comes to facilities. Use that money to to benefit for the for the coaching and some of the NIL stuff that could be uh coming uh, for the program as well because NIL as well that's gonna that's still uh flourishing and brand new so there's gonna be a lot of donors that not only have to take pride into NIL but they're also gonna have to take uh, also, really taking the coaching as well. So, uh, just a lot of, I think, I think, but I think, the well, the dollar talks in college sports when it comes to facilities, uh, conference realignment, and everything else. I mean, that's just how, that's just where we're at.
0: Yeah, I mean, the NIL stuff, and you know, all the different facilities are in ex- are an extremely important part of the recruiting process now, and how that all shakes out. So, I mean, yeah, Gene's done great stuff. I think, you know, these facilities are going to be really cool. I don't know what what much more we can really need to build after all this stuff is that's done. Right. So I think that's totally right to just, you know, put it in different places where people really need it. Um, but I'm really excited to see how these few, week, few weeks shake out, John, and uh, we'll be right here to cover it. So that's
1: right. That's right. Whether it's on, uh, whether it's through podcasts, whether it's through Twitter, whether it's through me, just just hollering through Twitter. For no apparent reason, because I'm starting to fall in love with Twitter as of late. <laughs> um, um it, we'll, we'll we'll be there to cover it. Maybe not to the no, maybe not to the pure insider like Derek Young of K State Rivals or Kellis Robinette of the Kansas City Star. Uh, always always just like, bit, bit, bit like right end of a swing of things when it comes to that type of stuff. So, um, we'll see what happens. I use it a lot on my show, but this really comes comes into clear now, especially.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting time to be a K State fan. It usually is, but especially now. Um, especially in you know, it's been ten years since we've had a coaching search in basketball. We had it a couple of years ago with football, which went uh fine, I think. I think people were a little skeptical of the climb and higher, but obviously to have a pretty successful first year, it kind of cleared everything up right away. So I think that would generally, I think people have been pretty positive about that, but um, I mean, do you have any more, more thoughts, John, before you take a break?
1: Could have been worse. I mean, at least one uh, way to worse. put it. Well, mentioning on the football part, it was, it's not like we are except for trail. We know how, how far back he set that North Texas program.
0: Yeah. That, I mean, it's, that's definitely an interesting, like a sliding doors moment you might say, but, um, I mean, I can't wait to, it'll be really interesting I'm to see how forward. this, how this coaching, uh, this hiring process goes. And it will be really fun to talk about whoever we hire and what the future holds for K-State basketball. Cause, um, this is, this is a program that expects to win. And I think I expect this team to, you know, have a successful season next year. So, so I think with that, we can go ahead and wrap up the, uh, the uh bruce weber you know legacy and the new coach search talk and we'll take a quick break and be right back here on the shake and blake show with blake croft and john Rowe. that is going to do it for part one make sure you turn into part two that comes out on wednesday morning if it's our if it's past wednesday morning be sure to listen to part two uh, make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening shake and Blake three on twitter take our sporkle quizzes sparkle.com all of our personal links will be in the description for social media and cast by
1: 90